I've just been on a streak of not being home any later than my I told my wife at the beginning of the day all week, and I want to keep that up. And podcast uh, day is always the day where I end up like 30 minutes late. Your marriage is performance-based. No, it's not. It's just I like keeping <laughs> just, my promises. <laughs> we have this little... It's it's not a big deal. Our marriage is very healthy. We just have this tally sheet that we just keep up in the living room, and it's just every time I do something wrong, there's just a mark that's made in my column. And if I have enough of those, then I get a red card, a green card. It's all very above if board. If I'm under a certain threshold, I get a green card, and every green card I get to redeem so we can go out to eat. Yes, my and I get to treat. <laughs> I get a little hergy kiss. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast dealing in nursery rhymes and and federal crimes. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I'm the nursery rhymes half. And I'm the federal crime. <laughs> Stick them up. Here come, I've got a Smith & Wesson for you, brother. <laughs> and we're at the Fed, and it's a Drake and Josh Goes Hollywood, and we're going to steal from the Treasury. I Have you been... Um, What's Have up? you been making up nursery rhymes for your little guy? All the time. Dude, it's so fun. There once was a boy named Peter Gregory, bonked his head and lost his memory, <laughs> went to the store to find some melodies, then he was sad. <laughs> just doing, they always I just do end that. like that. I just do that every like every five minutes. Yeah. It's so fun. I, I used to have this bit with, with Leo where I would be like, um, he's a happy little guy. A happy little guy. And then when he would cry, I would go, he's a sad little guy. <laughs> and I would make him stop crying because he'd be like, why is dad making these big noises? It's like you have the happy song, he's a happy little. And then we start to go, sad boy, <laughs> sad boy. Yeah, it's we've been doing a lot of singing. Yeah. And uh, they're mostly for me. Mm-hmm. It's The pie chart is it's 95% for me, 4% for Emma, 1% for the boy. Like it does not, I know he doesn't know English. We yes. all know they don't know English. Uh-huh. And yet we speak to them in even more broken English than we would <laughs> to someone like an adult that didn't know English. You yeah. Know? You speak to someone who's from a foreign country and you say, hello, I'm looking for the bathroom. But when you speak to a baby, you go, I want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense Could at all. Could you imagine being in a foreign country and like speaking Never. in baby <laughs> language? Being like, yeah. I don't go way to the go find a hotel. What the, there is a, you have such a cool little accent that's amazing. <laughs> uh, look at your little cheeks. They look like you. <laughs> Just, this is why people hate Americans. All right? They do this. hate us because we treat foreigners like children. <laughs> yes. Treat them like zoo animals, you know? Maybe if they were more, maybe if the foreigners were more grown up, I would treat them as such. Maybe if they weren't so bad at wars, we wouldn't have to my treat them like Rudy children. My name's Rudy Giuliani, and I would like to throw my hat in the ring for the Trump 2024 campaign. What? Here's what I think about foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when uh, Rudy Giuliani was on The Masked Singer? That was a no. cultural moment. That's oh, so yeah. funny. He sang bad to the bone. <laughs> Probably could have been a better. And choice. then Ken, Ken, you know the guy from the whatever the community, freaking, yeah, yeah, he he walked out, Why? he stormed out in an act of protest. Well, cause, okay, because he's a lib, and Rudy Giuliani is con- convincingly not a lib, and oh. I think it upset him. Oh, oh, it he, made, he got him mad online. 
Yeah. That sucks. He was mad online in real life. Please don't off. please don't put in the newspaper that I got mad. As <laughs> <laughs> a drill tweet. It's like, oh, by the way, one more thing. I'm not mad. Please do not put in the newspaper that I got mad. <laughs> That's funny. I had to unfollow a drill today. He's kind of being a whiny baby recently. Well, he's being a whiny baby, but it just it just doesn't hit the same no. as it used to. It's like something drill used to be you know, like at the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, like where, where Moses got the stones, like this guy <laughs> would go up and he would have these things engraved and he would come back down and just every day he'd post a new banger and it yeah. would be like, you know, one last rep skeleton army. Like it just would be so good. <laughs> and, and now they're like the same. It's like someone trying to recreate the magic, you it's know, like, so it's like he sold his account. Yeah. Did he? I don't know. You think he did? I don't think so. He did have a show on Adult Swim or something. Which did was, he? Yeah, I feel like that kind of ruined the the magic a little bit. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Yeah, for those that don't know, Drill is a Twitter account. That's about all that I can really say. He's, he's posted he's posted some cultural touchstones like I am not owned, I am not owned. I say as I shrink into shrink a corn into cob. Yeah, that's a classic yeah. one. Yep. And then um, my personal favorite. Um, the wise man bowed his head and said, there is actually zero difference between good things and bad things. You idiot. You absolute moron. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. It's true. It's true. Oh, wait. Well, that's... The Bible doesn't say anything about Jesus. It's just a bunch of phone, <laughs> phone numbers. Yes, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that, that is a really good one, too. <laughs> See, like, but these are all... He hasn't made anything like that since no. 2017. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's... it's So it's he switched up. Mm-hmm. It's ever since ever since the 280 character change that was what it was uh, the yeah. 280 that killed, character change that killed the whole website i think uh, yeah. did you see that elon was going to expand it to like a 10,000 character thing it's for 4,000 yeah 4,000 what i don't care i mean and it's too many it's too many characters there's already a there's already an app it's a twit longer you can just post it yeah. if you really i already to. don't read your texts when they're longer than four or five <laughs> words like i don't need my whole life to be that problem statement. It's like it, Twitter is a microblogging website. When they made threads, that was good. I like that they made threads. That was nice. That's it. You yeah. know? A, yeah. A, a, just to put it in perspective, a 4,000 word, a 4,000 character tweet is 14 times what Twitter is now. You will be able to post a four, like doubling the character limit, I get, because the character limit was based on SMS text messaging and no. No texts have that character limit anymore. Nobody uses SMS. Nobody uses SMS. Save my ship? No thanks. <laughs> Save my sandwich? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Salam, St. Malachi School? No, doesn't make okay. any sense. Yeah, there you go. That's, anyway, doesn't exist anymore. Rip St. Malachi School. What is that? Uh, it was what the, is St. Malachi School? One of, the, my, one of my churches, one of the churches in my parish used to be St. Malachi, and they used to have a school. And uh, um, they used to have a school, and there was uh, their their mascot was the Blue Bombers, the Blue Bombers. Oh. Yeah, and they had a picture of a little guy, a little boy bombing a city. He was he was uh, he was holding a basketball, and okay. he was riding a bomb. All oh. right, specifically a bomb that an airplane would drop. Are you familiar sure. with the shape of bombs that come from airplanes, Ethan? Yeah, they kind of have the little fins at the back, and they're sort of rounded at the front. Indeed, and it was a little boy. <laughs> straddling 
Was it was it was <laughs> the girth not commensurate with the length? Was there an issue with how it was shaped like a phallus? Is what I'm oh. saying. <laughs> and there's the, it was a gigantic sign that hung in the gym. Uh, it it did what now? See, it, it 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 was affixed to the wall. <laughs> and and I walked in when I I walked in when I started working. I looked up and I was like, "There's no way they didn't notice. There's no yeah. way they didn't know." Of course. Anyway, apparently Michael Keaton went to this this school, St. Malachy School. That explains everything. Yeah, apparently Batman went there. Birdman. <laughs> Birdman. Uh, Man bird. I, it's, I, it's understandable if you realize that everybody that was born before 1960 has never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> it starts to make a lot more sense. They've never even looked down, so like they wouldn't know. Yeah. They shower they, with their pants well, on. Well, they have looked down. They just look down on foreigners <laughs> <laughs> what's on your mind i, I mean hmm. you has... just got in a b for the first time ever and that yeah. seems to be that seems to be living uh uh rent free oh, in your head <laughs> you're being a little like, cringe about this Given yeah, that you both so... texted me and tweeted about it on your alt i'm like oh this is eaten patrick yeah of this course is... it is are you kidding yeah. me Oh, yeah, no, but of course me, it tell, is. Tell the kids about what happened. So I I submitted a paper for my Gospel of John class with Dr. Yeah. Scott Hahn, and uh, I got a B the Reverend. on it. I got a B on a paper, and I've never gotten a B on a paper before. I've gotten Bs on tests. I've gotten Bs on, like, like I've gotten Bs in classes before, right? Um, but I've never gotten a B on a paper. And... Uh, you know what sucks about the B is did you did you read the comments on the paper on I posted no I posted no, I the didn't. I posted the cover I got an eighty one not just a B but like an eighty one like if That's I a low B I it was a low B like if I hadn't if I hadn't one slip up and I would have gotten a C and you would you would not be hearing from me I'd be like running out into the <laughs> desert. <laughs> <laughs> like like this that's it my career is over you know what i mean how am i supposed be, to write I'd this standing, book <laughs> i'd be standing on a bridge with a with a cinder block it's so exactly it's so funny because like ostensibly one of the biggest things that has happened to me in my writing career happened this semester and also the worst thing <laughs> was that your book and then this yeah book and this uh you're telling your- me that the worst thing in your writing career is that you got a b yes on a on a paper yes. in grad school yes where the where you pass as long as you get an A or a B. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I well. can. St- and you know what's funny is if I if I get a really if I if I get a ninety. You know how we were talking about privilege before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some well, people write for years and toil in anonymity, <laughs> and nobody ever reads their work until they're dead. <laughs> and you're you're complaining that someone A read your work and B didn't give you an F. <laughs> I'm mad. I I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad about it. I understand. I, I the the That's reason. Funny. It's funny because it says nothing about. It says nothing about me. The reason I got the paper. So the it says pluses and minuses. The pluses many good insights. Plus oh. clearly written. Like those like, are good things. That's what you good. want in writing. So like I got. I I wrote very well. The problem was I didn't add the outline that I was supposed to add, and I did twelve and a half pages instead of fifteen. That's crazy. So it was the word count, and I didn't like follow the rubrics exactly. So that's why uh-huh. I got a B. So it was a technicality. I was Shoot. following. I was following the the rubrics for another class because I was just rushing to finish this paper, and yeah. I I asked him if I could resubmit it. He said sorry, no, and that's fine. I understand. 
Yeah. There's still a way for me to get an A in the class. I submitted the final. I got an A. I got it. I got a 100 on the essay portion of the last All of the right. midterm. There you so go. I got a 98 on the midterm. A 100. A, I got no points off on the on the essay portion. The final was completely essay portion. So it's not unlikely that I can get a 100, a 95 to 100 on the essay final, and then I will be able to get a 93. Is the highest I can okay. do. But that'll keep my A streak. I'm almost done with my masters. I want to get all A's. I just want to do it. It's fine if it doesn't happen though, because no one checks. That'd be a, that would be a that would be a great little bit of humility for just you, just knowing that you had to oh, not yeah. get all straight A's. And that's exactly what I told them too. I was like, you know what? This is fine. This is probably yeah. something that I need. That's, you know, that's how I feel about the 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 college church where I went at K State St. Isidore's. They're having a like a grand opening uh-huh. in January. And my brother, my youngest brother, who's on the leadership team, he gets invited to like the special dedication mass. He like <laughs> has a, it's a ticketed event, and like nobody's reached out to me to offer me a ticket. Wow, you know? which it's fine. Like I don't, but I, initially Emma was like, "You should reach out to Father and like see if you can get a ticket." And I'm like, "You know what? I could do all of that, or I could just be like, you know what? There's probably a reason that they didn't invite me, and just go to like the normal opening weekend masses with everybody else. Yes, and not feel entitled." you know, to being rewarded for something that I did seven years ago. Yeah. You know, when I was on the leadership team, like there's part of me that's like, oh, my brother's on it. And like the only reason he's there is because I was there, you know, but it's like, well, actually it doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much. So look at us, a couple of guys who are abandoning themselves to divine providence. Speak for yourself. I'm pissed still. (laughs) (laughs) I will say uh, the greats of history, the people who are, Widely regarded as innovators, <laughs> creators, shot makers, sure, and 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 risk takers, and and um, smokers and tokers and midnight whatever it is, yes, uh, and jokers are and the people and midnight tokers are the people that abandoned rubrics and norms and went their own way, and it feels like if you, it seems counterintuitive to me to be in a graduate program to break the norms to do very excellently. And then get downgraded for it. Nah, you know? Is that what they did to F. Scott Fitzgerald? No. How dare you? No, they were like a green light across the lake. Wow. Innovative. We're going to make everyone read this now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's because no one had done that before. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> wow. We're going <laughs> to... That's such a funny way to look at like high school classics. Like, wow, this yeah. is really good. We're gonna make everybody read this. <laughs> <laughs> like Billy Shakespeare drops that, mm-hmm. and people are sitting there and going, "Man, we gotta make everybody you're, read this." You're, you're telling me that two teenagers commit suicide instead of one? We gotta make wow. teenagers read this. <laughs> well, no way. Let's let's hope it doesn't give him any ideas. <laughs> this is great. You're telling me that he went on trial and defended this guy for a crime that he knew that he didn't commit. Amazing. And his name was Atticus. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to give you a bone kill, there. Kill a Mockingbird, you. yeah. Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. You're telling me that this guy invented a man with electricity? This is so culturally important. <laughs> everyone everyone needs to read this now. You're telling me a mocking killed this bird? All right, that's fine. It's actually uh, Frankenstein's book. Someone, someone referred to Twitter as the Shrimp Fried This Rice website, and I was like, that's really funny. What does that mean? She was like... She's like, am I really concerned about what people think of my sense of humor on the Shrimp Fried This Rice website? Uh, <laughs> the funniest joke people, to come out of Twitter is that. People think it's you're telling me that a shrimp fried this rice. I did. There was a gentleman who made a tweet that I responded to that I don't, I don't think he understood. 
Um, but he tweeted, <laughs> he did a youth pastor meme. Sure. Yeah. He says, as these reviews of James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water roll in, let's take a minute to remember another JC who had a way of turning water into wine. She's fine. Nothing. I mean, it's fine. I, I don't care. I don't follow him. I got in trouble for making fun of someone for making those jokes. So I, I, I know. Draw. So, but the problem is, is that it was like a couple minutes after he had made this tweet. And clearly it must have had some early traction or something mm-hmm. because he, he immediately followed it up with this tweet belongs in the Louvre. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't say that about yourself, man. First of all, yeah, you can't say that about yourself. Second of all, you, think- you just used a template. You just used a template. That's like saying a paint by numbers belongs in the Louvre. <laughs> and and I responded. I said, "Ha ha, yes." <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I know, but he, he had he has no way of knowing that I was dunking on him and nobody else saw it so it doesn't matter but it was really just for me because i just was so mad at the audacity of this guy (laughs) even even ironically saying that his tweet belongs in a museum you can only say that if the tweet doesn't do well i've had i've had that moment where like no one likes the tweet i'm like you are all you are all peons you don't get it this is hilarious my my breast pump tweet got like 70 likes okay that's my best tweet of all time yeah it will never be topped. I don't care if I have another, t- you know, 10K viral tweet that goes off tomorrow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the best one. Press pump I, goes in the Louvre. The Louvre. There's, the, <laughs> the thing is, it's like the, 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 my problem with the youth pastor template is that okay. all you're doing is finding a pun and then putting youth pastor voice in front of it. It's yeah, not that cool. Oh, it's that not sucks. a great it's like, template. <laughs> it's like, it's like. What is the joke? The joke is that youth pastors make puns. Okay, fine. <laughs> you could just make the pun if you care it's that not- much. <laughs> I'm going to cut this out. If you want to find out what I said, head on to bit.ly slash crunch discord. Okay, back to the episode. The Louvre. The Louvre. Oh, I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a variation on theme yeah? coming up. Um, sure. What does the, that mean? Uh, <laughs> a variation on theme is like you take you take a template and you you uh, you add a little bit of spice to it. So I mm-hmm. no one's gonna get this because it's like a people, technical term for people mixing it up. People over people over the age of of eighteen are not gonna understand this tweet. But oh, you think you've got Riz? Let me tell you about someone who was risen from the dead. Hi, this is the FBI. We had to assassinate this user before he could finish the joke. Please move along. Nice. See, that's how you do it. You end that's it with good. something that you add a little bit of narrative. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like <laughs> narrative. Cut that out so no one knows my tweets before. I will think about cutting it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Reading our tweets off of my reading my tweets off of my phone is for the bonus podcast. That's patreon.com slash the crunch. If you want a preview. Yeah, so I got a B. Um Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it sucks. It's fine though. I understand and I accept my place in the world as but I don't know if I've mentioned this on the actual podcast that I'm writing a real book. Have I said that before? I think we might have maybe danced around it, but it's probably good to uh to say it. Patrick, tell us about the book that you're writing. So I'm writing a book soon. Oh! Yeah, it's I, I've signed a contract with an book unnamed boy. publisher. I signed a contract illiterate with an lad. Publisher. It should be finished in August of next year, and so it probably gives a release date of sometime in 2024. So I'm going to be a published guy. That's what's going to happen to me. Released in 2024, huh? Yeah, probably. That's so far away. I want. That's how it happens. I want to put my little digits on it on a hard copy today. Yeah, it's 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 not going to happen for a while, but um, I'm. I gave him a six-month window for writing the book, 
which it probably is a little ambitious, but I'm going to try and get it done faster than that. <laughs> I bet you I bet you can. I mean, a manuscript is like what, like 70,000 <clears throat> words. Excuse me. Person you script? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Just to want to make sure that everybody feels um, included. But I I've been I've been talking about the book with people who are just like non-Catholics and, you know, just generally interested and they're like, "Wow, I I I'm that sounds intriguing. The the idea that um you can't understand masculinity without femininity is a a rare idea nowadays. It's not very common. What's going to be the title of your book? We have no idea. I mean, the working the working title is Restoring Eden, which it's always been, but mm-hmm. it might be different because I want to I want to test the titles. Yeah. Can um, we workshop it right now? Yeah, sure. Let's workshop other titles. <clears throat> so they've already done Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Okay. Yeah. But I think, and that was a that was bestseller, right? Yeah. That was that was great, and that's even people don't even know that was a book. They just say that. Yeah, exactly. What if we do um, men go to college oh. to get more knowledge and get to watch this? Girls go to Jupiter. Hold on. Yes. To get more stupid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I can see that selling with a very select demographic <laughs> of men. Um, I think I think you kind of have to do that. I think restoring Eden. Who's buying that? No, it's in the gerund. There's an ing in there. Yeah, you don't want like, any gerunds. You need definitive statements in your title. It's you know, true. Um, the twelve rules of life. It's right? not a statement, but yeah. The uh, the subtle art of not giving an f. Yes. You know, like this, just definitive. Like, this is what you need. Girl, wash your face. That's a statement. That's a statement. That's More a of statement. an imperative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, how about this? What if I title the book "Boy, Read This Book"? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's one of those. It's like it's like uh, it's like Jason Everett's boy and girl version of theology of the body and then you flip it and it's the girl version but from the back you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and so it's upside down and yes. inside out how about how about this how about in in capital letters right because mm-hmm. this is this is what's going to sell people men need women okay and then in parentheses underneath very small text and women need men very small what do you think i was thinking about i was thinking about the title every man needs a woman Ooh. I was thinking about that because it's kind of evocative enough to be like every man needs a woman. Every yeah. man needs a woman. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of like cuz it's 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 interesting to a Catholic because of priests and it's interesting to a non-Catholic because of like people are going to look at it and be like oh it's like an incel like and it's in, just an in, incel the, in the parentheses in the parentheses is going to be and that's why the state should assign girlfriends. <laughs> They did. They do want me to address the incel movement in the book. How to? How about this? It's a how-to book. How to win men and influence women. <laughs> <laughs> there is already. A, I, I, I might stray away from the Eden motif because there's already a book called Men and Women Are from Eden. That's kind oh, of really? a response to Men and Men Are from Mars, Women uh, Are from Venus. Yeah. Dang it. Well, people already. So you have to be so different because people mm-hmm. are already doing your thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of... It's it needs to be evocative. Even, it needs to have swearing. Even <laughs> the subtle art of marriage. Yeah. Get... Become an effing man. That's the that's the title. <laughs> Ethan is meditating. I am. <laughs> Genitalia. Nope. Not, I hardly know. <laughs> not, not, not from Australia. Uh-huh. Volkswagen Italia. How about this? How about this? Genitalia regalia. The royalty of the sexes. Nice. Bam. 
Star Wars. <laughs> this is like my. This is like my my my. Genitalia uh, my... regalia is a great title for a book. I will give that to you for free. You did a good job. I'm just gonna tell everybody right now that that would sell. Genitalia regalia is a great name would. for a book. It would. People love things that. And then you can have pictures why... of on the front. And it'd be very. <laughs> you can't good. say that on the podcast. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, there's a lot that I have to edit out today. Yeah, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a tough. You're making it harder for yourself yeah, now. I'm sorry. Um, I just, I, yeah, I'm. I've been I've been uh, I've been thinking about that that Catholic Catholic chess boxing tournament. And, yes. Uh, I've been coming up with some rhymes. All right. So when the when we have two bishops box, you say it's uh, it's it's uh, the delirium and the magisterium Ooh. featuring the two fighters with miters, oh. Bishop Baron. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a pretty good. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> let's let's talk about the chess boxing. Yeah, do you want to talk about chess boxing? I would love to. Did you watch the uh, Ludwig's mogul chess boxing event on Sunday? I did. Did you watch it live? No. I watched a lot of it live because everybody in my house was sleeping. And so <laughs> I had some time to myself and I was like, oh, this is on. I'm going to watch this. It was incredible. Was it? I thought it was so, the energy was so high, it was so electric, and it was so impressive to me that there was something new that ended up like Killing going it. really well, you know? Yeah. It was really successful. Patrick and I have been, we've been talking about this event all week, not only because we're a fan of Ludwig, but because we're just dying for the Catholic Church to do something. Do you think it's moral, like if we did priest boxing? That's hilarious. This is the thing. It's like, yeah, the reason why Ludwig did well was because he has formed. It, it was like he was able to form relationships with streamers, create a community of yeah. them. Yes, he had an idea. They got on board. Like someone, Andrea, whatever, Botez, Botez. Yeah, she was like Ludwig texted me six weeks before this event. Like that's the kind of relationship he's cultivated. Mm-hmm. The Catholic creator space is too siloed. We've talked about this. Yeah. And we're trying to do too many of the too many of the established creators are stuck in what what has worked for them and is what what is paying the bills. Um, but it's not paying the bills enough because you can make millions of dollars off of the internet and none of these for-profit companies have figured out a way to do that. Um, and there we're, we we are stuck in the um, we're stuck in the book talk course mindset. Yeah. Right. This is coming from someone who writes books and gives talks. And, and once, right, of course. Do you think, so we're in a crisis, right? People don't care about God. They don't believe in faith or anything. Do you think it would actually move the needle if you had ordained men in the ring punching each other in the head? You know what's so, cool, Ethan? Tell me, Patrick. I don't think it needs to. You're just saying that we have this event just to have it. I say we have this event just to have some fun. 
<laughs> I think fun is good. I think that's what we're lacking. Why that's do you think it thing. is that? Why do you think it is that Catholics, at a, both an individual level but also a communal and then also an institutional level, are so incapable of having fun? I think we've kind of convinced ourselves that Catholicism isn't fun, and if you're having fun, you must be sinning. You must be sinning. <laughs> like that's the uh, that's like that's the um, that's the classic like Catholic guilt thing is like oh if this is fun it must be wrong, you yeah. know. Um, or all, and then another thing is like if this is if this isn't uh, explicitly Catholic, it's yeah. not worth spending time and church resources on. Um, yeah, that's, that's common. I think Hmm. that's common. I, I don't know. I I think, I think, uh, I think we, we say, we say this, it like, it's like, it's a revelation, right? When you're like, Hey, you need to go have friends that don't just stand around and talk about Catholic videos Mm -hmm. and follow Catholics on Instagram. You need to go meet people that are not like you. Um, you need to go out there and do that. Um, and then we're, we don't do that kind of institutionally as a church, but it's okay. I understand why it, it takes risk. You know, a, um, a Sikh conference is more comprehensible than, and 20 years ago it wasn't. So yeah, like, I, I think, I think that's fine. I think yeah. we're go, we're moving in a good direction where we're like the institutional church is like putting its money where its mouth is and not just spending money on courses. You know, do you think it's possible to have fun without risk? No, really? I don't think so. I mean, I, I hold think this my, is. I, I think this is why by hanging them upside down. That's this risky. is why bounce castles are not fun. You don't think bouncy castles are fun? If you're in a bouncy castle with a 400 pound man, then yes, it's fun because there's that's a risk. True. There's a risk that you break your ankles. You know. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's like oh how high can I go without? What's more fun, a trampoline or a bouncy castle? Well, trampoline, right? Because because if you get double bounced wrongly, like I was in seventh grade. And you and you move outside of the range of where it can safely catch you, and you fall onto the bar, and your throat gets slammed into the bar <gasps> that's around. No, it. yeah, that's why my voice is all messed up. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You never noticed? Yeah, that your voice is messed up. Yeah, you've been polite for the last six years. <laughs> oh, what's your what's wrong with your voice? It just is kind of annoying the tone and the pitch and the the <laughs> words that I use. Dang, I guess people if people think we sound alike, I sound like a guy who got throat punched by a trampoline. <laughs> I did get throat punched by a trampoline. But yeah, that's true. I think I think this is the thing. Why is risk especially in social situations? This is why like people people like the cigar, you know? They smoke the cigar mm-hmm. because there's mm-hmm. it's very little risk. My, like, you can't really, like, you'll get a tobacco high, but you're not going to be blasted off your ass from to, from a cigar, you know? <laughs> Sounds like you're doing it wrong. It's true. But when, when people start drinking, they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, like, you don't have too many beers, you don't have too much, wi- have one glass of whiskey, you know? That's fair, yeah. It's, it's like, because it's riskier to do the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thing that goes along with that, this is like, this is, this is all ties together. Deeper friendships, real life, is inherently riskier than like living safe and kind of in your own walled off place, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. I just think it's... Well, no. I, I don't I, I know think... why we're so afraid of risk. What's what's the fear? What do we think is going to happen? Are we just really worried that God is going to smite us? 
<laughs> if yeah. we do the wrong thing, if we take a risk and it doesn't pan out, why are we afraid of risk is a goofy question because it's obvious why we're it's afraid risky. of risk. It's risky and you might yeah. lose something. I mean, this is yeah. people, uh, this is something that, that Pat Lencioni talks about is like, people aren't afraid of change. So like in, in my work as a, as a youth minister, a lot of the things that I do involve pushing for change. For instance, we're dealing with round two of, you know, confirmations in the fall, right? Like we're dealing with that again this year. Mm-hmm. And, it's tempting to go, oh, people just don't like change. But people love change. Mm-hmm. People want things to change all the time. What are you talking about? People love change. That's why, that's why they we move have their TikTok. furniture around, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why, that's, that's why these, people love change. What they don't like is loss. We don't like loss. Um, mm, what we is want, good, but not loss. Yeah, change yeah. is good, but loss is not. And so we want the change, but not the loss. We are the dog who wants you to throw the frisbee but doesn't want to let go of the frisbee. Yeah. We're the kid who wants you to like change his he wants you to change his diaper but doesn't want you to take his diaper off. You know, it's like it's, Oh, I can relate to that one. Yeah, Leo loves putting on his pajamas, but he hates taking off his clothes. Mm-hmm. He also hates you putting on his pajamas. Yes. But he loves having his pajamas on. Yes. <laughs> Peter really loves uh uh eating. Uh-huh. He really, really hates stopping whatever he was doing <laughs> so when he has to stop eating he doesn't like it yes exactly yeah so it's like this is this is a it's a basic human instinct it's it's down at the animal level you know mm-hmm. we want our cake and we want to eat it too as the saying goes ah. and so when yes when you um we want safe risk this is why people invest in 401ks four percent annually yeah you know? this is why people invest in 401ks because someone manages the risk for you you never have to see it and you know that it's going to be like, you know, you're going to have a low risk and then over your over your time in the 401k, it's going to it's going to balance out so that you have like your 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 higher risk investments are going to go into your lower risk investments and so you're you're going to have a steadier increase, right? This is we we have people that that look at our risky things for us so we don't have to deal with it. That's why we have insurance. That's why yeah. we live in these gigantic houses. This is That's also why, yeah. exactly why I am opposed to the 401k. Oh, you yeah? Know? Are you on that train? I, well, not because of, like, the Jacob Imam argument, but more so. Mm-hmm. I talked to him yesterday about this. <laughs> really? I want to <laughs> yeah, hear about that. I want to hear about that meeting, by the way. Because uh, if you just think about it, I'm, we're on the verge of, like, starting a real business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we already have one. We're on the verge of like making it more real than what it is. Mm-hmm. There's sure there's more risk, but like, let's say in three years that we fail, you know, and we don't make any money. Okay. I'll just take what I could have invested and just put it back. I'll just be three years delayed in investing in a 401k. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me to just like, Oh no, I can't. You gotta, you gotta save all this money. You gotta invest in the market. You gotta be all these things. It's like, no, I, I, I want to make this bet on this thing that we can make. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people, if you don't have any sort of entrepreneurial ambitions, or you don't have any sort of like, you know, something that you think will work, then yeah, just put your money in the safe thing. And that's true. That's true. Like on in like the social realm too. It's like if you don't have anything that will be good, like if you don't have real friends. It's like, yeah, sure. Just keep coming home every day. Go online. Don't do anything. But as soon as you make real friends, then there's kind of a mandatory 
Like you kind of have to jump off at some point and like really, yeah. really yeah. bet on yourself that like you are worth spending time with and you are worth doing fun things with. Sure. Same thing with money, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, it's, there's an element of like, we want the reward without the risk. And that's one of the reasons why I think 401ks are a little weird, but, um, and that's one of the, I think that's one of the elements that Jacob talked about in the debate with Trent Horn that I did not watch because I have a hard time watching Trent Horn. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's, it's a little bit difficult. Um, but I, the other thing is that, um, like speculation is involved in like buying something at the, the thinking that it's going to go up in value and then selling it. So not actually doing any work, you know? Um, anyway, risk needs to be involved because you, um, maybe this is not the, the only reason, but I think what happens is we end up expecting something for nothing. We end up expecting, mm, mm-hmm. it's kind of like anti-Pelagian in a bad sense. So let me, let me try to break this down sociologically. Sure. The ruling class in American Catholicism is the boomers. The boomers have made a bunch of money. What makes you say that? Every presidency for the last 20, 30 years? The boomers have made a bunch of money by doing functionally nothing. Like they just existed during the most profitable and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prosperous. Pro- yeah. Pro- most prosperous time in the history of the world, which is the America. time. In America. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason and, why it was most prosperous for us was because it was not the most prosperous for everybody else. For a lot of other people. Exactly. So they just happened to be born yeah, we during were the that most time. Stable nation. Yeah. They just happened to be born during that time. They went to their jobs just like we are. They invested just like we are. But it just was multiplied so many times by all of the forces that came together in that one instance. There's so much wealth concentrated yes. in that area. And so I think that like energy of, well, you know, I just put money into Procter and Gamble and uh, now I have a boat, you know, is like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of socially has kind of trickled down into all of these other institutions. So great. now it's like you have these kids who are, you know, in, in faith groups or faith organizations or who are just trying to like figure out what to do. And there's no real, like I, I, I watched Master and Commander the other day. You seen Master yeah. and Commander? No. It's a movie about boats. And it's mm. uh yeah, Russell Crowe, Paul Bettany, and uh some other people. They're on a boat and they it's the English and they're fighting the French in like the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans. You know, there's like this French ship that they're chasing down, it's this big thing. And it's just making me think that the like the Pacific these, and the Atlantic? Well they go around the horn. Uh oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so they go around the horn, so it's in both oceans. But um, the uh, it was just making me think about how these these men would leave their families to be on a boat, and they'd be on the boat for three months, four months, five months, mm-hmm. with a high chance that they die at sea, either because a warring nation kills them, or pirates, or they die from natural causes, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like there was so much more risk even two hundred years ago than there is now and like we don't really know like sure there's been kind of the stuff in the middle east and there's people that have died in the middle east but it's not the same as like a third of an entire generation dying in europe you know like that's and we've we don't have a memory for that really Mm -hmm. and so i think that there's just so much 
Like that was so traumatic and so crazy. Now there's so much like, it's all, even like the risky behavior in college is just like joining a fraternity and drinking a lot, you know, like (laughs) it's, it's, there's really not anything that's super. Yeah. The only risky socially or culturally nowadays is sliding on their socks while they're not wearing pants and they're wearing an oversized button down shirt. Right. I just, I've been thinking about, did you get the reference? Okay. I don't, is that, what is that? That part the from take the, those old records up from the movie Risky Business. From starring, the movie Risky Business. Starring um Patton Oswald and uh Arnold I don't know. I don't know who's in that movie. I don't know who's in it. But isn't that strange just like how we're in such a unique time in all of history that like for both men and women, there's so little like true risk. Like the riskiest thing you can do is drive a car. <laughs> yeah, drive a car or like if you have money, like not keeping it in the stock market and putting it in something else, you know, it's like or bungee oh, jumping. Wow, that's crazy. Oh yeah, we're bungee jumping, or oh, you went, you went on a plane. Ooh, you know, it just yeah. it feels it feels weird. When people say adventure, they mean I had a travel agent book me a flight to to Cancun. They say adventure, they mean they drove to a park and they hiked, and then they came back, and then they got back in the car, and then they drove home. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it is. Didn't even see a bear. They didn't even see a fake, fake adventure. Is it? But then the other question is: Is it responsible to court that kind of risk? Ah, yes, you're right. We're talking about an Aristotelian mean here. We're talking about the difference between being cowardly or foolhardy. Yeah, but I think there's a certain level of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the stock market is a good, uh, good example. Yeah, because there, there's, there's different kinds of investments that carry different kinds of risk. Right? There's like. The blue chip stocks are not very risky, but the reward is lower when the risk is lower. The reward mm-hmm. is lower. Mm-hmm. And so the smart thing to do is to to risk to manage your risk, like have some high risky endeavors and some safe ones. Like, for instance, it would be stupid for us to go all in on the crunch before we know that it can replace our income times two. Right. Sure. Like it would, it would probably be stupid. Or it at least our not- income times one at least yeah right like we i don't need to make double what i'm making now no the the um the point the point the reason why it's times two is because you end up relying on the income before you realize you're relying on the income so you want so you don't realize that so like so right now i'm relying on my regular job plus the crunch yeah and so i can't just replace my job because i'm relying on my job plus the crunch does that make sense somewhat yes okay whatever that's that that's like that's like a dave ramsey rule you don't have to follow yeah um it it would be it would be silly for us to just go all in, but it would also be silly for us to not invest at all. You know, it would be like it would be wrong. So like I guess the the discernment right is um, we want to uh, we want to figure out where the the risk is and where how much how much risk we should be willing to take on. And ah, here's the thing. Yeah. There's no obvious answer. And I, I what if beneath all of this risk. We're afraid of the real risk, which is, am I going to make the wrong choice? Yeah. How much to take on? Yeah. You know, am I going to, am I going to have to be, am I going to be right back here three years from now? You know, so I'd rather just stay here. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be back here three years from now, I'd rather just stay here. Yeah. You know, if I invested time into this friendship, but it doesn't work out, I'm going to be back here friendless a year from now. So what if I just stay here and I get used to it? Yeah. It's easier. 
But you weren't mm. made for comfort. Whoa. You're made for greatness. Yeah, I think I like how Pope John. I like how Pope Benedict said that, and then for the uh, for the next uh, after his papacy ended in 2006 or whenever, uh, we just kept doing the same things as a church. Yeah, I like how Pope Benedict was like, "You weren't made for comfort; you were made for greatness." And we're like, "All right, cool. We're starting we're, another conference." Yeah, we are stuck solidly in comfort because it yes. feels good. I don't know if you've been in this hot tub, Mister Benedict, but I'm having a good time, <laughs> and I would like it for you to be here also. Uh, yeah, that that does put a lot of things into perspective. That people, bishops and priests and all these people, it's like, yeah, of course the USCCB is never going to sponsor a chess boxing event because that would be, that's riskier than investing in the blue chip stock of uh, courses and books and speakers, you know. Yes. Because Christophonic can come on stage and he can do his little song and dance and I can be like, wow, that made me feel good and here's money and now you can leave now. <laughs> you know yeah just yeah. versus chris Stefanik coming on and playing chess and then uh hitting paul j kim in the head with his fist chris Stefanik and paul george i want to see that fight i don't they're know they're both who paul so george tall is. they're yeah. both so tall and they're they they they're probably the only people who are classed the same in the catholic speaker world because chris Stefanik is a very tall man patrick i gotta and say if we boxed i would i would eat your lunch you would definitely wait. What does that? What do you mean by this? I would beat you. I would just. I don't think that's true. I, I, I think I, I'm pretty ground. sure I'm five inches taller than you, and also I weigh a hundred pounds more than you. <laughs> yes, I would bulk up. <laughs> I would gain a hundred pounds to box you. It would be the scene from. Uh, it would be the. It would be the SpongeBob boxing episode. <laughs> yes. Yellow, pink, you do care. I would, uh, and I would hit you. I would do a lot of body shots, probably, because really? I, I wouldn't be able to reach your. I would have to jump to hit your chin. Remember, yeah. remember when, remember when Point Crow hit disguised toast in the crotch? I do. Crazy. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's like a real. There's any real substance to that other than. Risk is good, comfort bad. No, I think I think it's fair. I mean, it's. I was thinking about this a while ago about the world is has removed like we we as we as a society which mm. we live we live in a society has removed so much of the risk and also the reward of being a human right so like it this our society has removed our ability to take risky walks to work right or like live in close community with one another and they sell it back to us, you know, like I I don't, I can't walk to work. I can't bike anywhere meaningful from my house. And so I have to, uh, if I want to walk or bike in any meaningful way, I have to um, go to the gym and ride a stationary bike, or I have to pay taxes to fund bike lanes or bike trails that I can bike just, or walk it on. It all just feels like a scam. It is a scam. It all feels like a scam. It's a little bit of a the scam. whole the whole thing. You ever wake up and you look at your situation, you feel like you got gypped a little bit. Yeah, this is called getting black pilled, Ethan. It's me every day. <laughs> I'm like sitting here working, trying to figure out what the heck to do, and it's just like there's no sidewalks near my house. <laughs> it's just it, it all feels. Did all you see? Did you see that up. picture? There was a picture on Twitter a while back of like I love the snow because it reveals how little we actually need roads. 
because it was like here's the um the snow's covering the road and like here's all the places where the cars have gone and you could extend the sidewalks to where the cars need to go make the speed limit 30 and now there's like plenty of room for like parks and stuff and i was like dang you're right cars are just too big we don't need we don't need a couch two couches and a storage locker for one person each person in the household over the age of 16 we don't need that much (laughs) you know it's just so much i would like one of those though for my whole family yeah uh, what if you like didn't need one at all though? What if you lived in a walkable community that had a train to the nearest Walmart? What if? How would I see my family out of state? Um, they could come too. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have I mean, a dating yeah. question? Oh gosh, is it over? <laughs> it. Uh, is yeah. it over? I mean, we're at, we're at like forty minutes. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Outside of the 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 talking we did. Outside of the talking we did. All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. It's called communication, baby. (laughs) Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. I want to test, speaking of degrees, I want to test your degree today. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Yep. Um... I am going to ask you a question, not from our Discord, bit.ly slash crunch Discord. I am going to ask you a question Quebin. that I have not read yet, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. From the relationship subreddit. Oh boy. My twenty six year old female okay. sister, who is a twenty three year old female, is jealous okay. of my friendship with her boyfriend. Okay. All right. Wow. My sister is dating her boyfriend, 24 male, for about three years now. He's a good guy, and I'm happy for them. She's a bit insecure about her looks. I don't know why, as she's drop-dead stunning, but she just doesn't see it. He's loyal and loves her to death. Her boyfriend and I get along well. We don't hang out or text on a daily basis, but we talk sometimes, and he's been texting me more often because of her Christmas present. Mm, Okay. Fine, so far. Sure. We do those huge get-togethers at Christman, Christmas, when all of our Christman, <laughs> where all of our family, partners, family, friends, so forth, are invited to my parents' house, and we just eat, drink, play games all night long, etc. We have a group chat for planning purposes. My sister and her boyfriend are in there, as well as other family members, friends of parents, neighborhoods, relatives, etc. Sure. We all live close by. I recently moved in with my best friend and got a new bed a few days ago. I couldn't wow. get it upstairs on my own, uh, so I texted the group if anyone was close by to help my sister's boyfriend, let's call him Jake, Said Jake. he's in my area and will come over. He's a hot. There's a hot. In area. <laughs> I need help moving my new bed. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and he's in my area and will come over. He did, and he helped me to set it up. It took maybe an hour. I offered him dinner as a thank you. I made a pizza, and we talked about Christmas. Nothing happened. We just talked as friends. Um, he left about an hour later. My sister called me to accuse me of being into her boyfriend. Jacques. Wow. She told me I have enough guy friends and the guys are into me that could have helped, but I had to choose her boyfriend. I told her several times I'm not interested in Jake and there's nothing to worry about. She didn't believe me and cussed me out. She said things like, she said things like, I'm a woman that likes to have sex with many men Uh in parentheses. So I guess she called her anyway. Uh And I'm not allowed to come to the get together. I talked to my parents. They're on my side and say she's overreacting. Wow. Now my sister says she and Jake aren't coming if I go. Oh. I tried talking to her and Jake did as well. She's still super pissed and blocked me on all social media. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have invited him to stay, but he did me a favor. So I wanted to show my appreciation. Um, I would have done the same to anyone else. 
we had dinner. I didn't invite him to have sex with me or anything. She's mad at Jake, but not as much. She he just texted me and says she thinks I'm. Oh wait, he just texted me that she thinks I'm into him and tried to steal him from her. I would never do that. She's my little sister. I would never hurt her. I'm at a loss at the moment. Um, TLDR, my sister's boyfriend helped me set up my new bed. She thinks I asked him to help me because I'm into him. She won't let go of the idea I'm stealing him from her. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this one seems pretty cut and dry. You think so? Yeah, I mean, the audacity of this girl to own a bed. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Crazy. Sleep Crazy on the idea. ground like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, the younger sister is a little insecure, and it's obviously. just all all coming out. Um, I don't, I don't foresee. I don't know what to do about Christmas. Like that's a, that's close. That's soon, man. That's soon. There's got to be a way. You you gotta you gotta call in the cavalry at this point. You gotta call your dad and be like, Dad, you gotta step in here. You must be the peacemaker. Yeah, the, when the dad is the peacemaker, it it really heals things. Yes, it's and you get the two young ladies in a room together, and the dad looks them both in the eye and says, "I love you both very much." It would make me very sad if neither of you were here for Christmas. Like the power of dad is pretty strong. Dad's powerful. So that's what I would say is like they're on your side, so use that leverage, you know, as much as much as you can to your advantage. Alternatively. Have you considered sleeping with her boyfriend? No. Let's just let's throw some more fuel on this fire. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, at that point, <laughs> they like you. They like the boyfriend. And everybody seems to kind of be on the fence about the sister. So maybe let's just let's just get her, get out, her, of her out of there. <laughs> what, if, what if we block her on social media? And she's not invited. Yeah. yeah. What if we? Jake, what if come. we? Jake, what if we? Come. I don't know. Change the locks to the house and make it. Lol. Jk. Unless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I think. You gotta get you gotta get other family members involved. We need we need all hands on deck to make peace. You know, it it's does like seem when, like it's one like of those it's like a G seven summit. Yes, you know. Okay, that's so, what you need. I mean, it's a it's a twenty six year old girl and a twenty three year old girl, and they're they're in they're in their twenties, so they're obviously still like looking at things through the lens of who they were in high school. All right, twenty three yes. year old girl, um, her twenty six year old sister was probably a senior when she was a freshman, right? So I'm sure that when she was, you know, trying to figure out who she was or, mm-hmm. like, interested in guys, she's comparing herself to her sister. Yes. So that kind of... Tracks. That kind of tracks, right? Yeah. Like, that's how it is. All right. Ethan, you have great... Uh, you, your doctor skills have passed the test. You were able okay. to, you were able to answer a random non-listener question. That's amazing. That's, that's good. I feel like... It's like when you're on the subway and someone passes out and they go, does anyone have a doctor? Do you have a doctorate in dating? You go, I'm a doctor. And then you come up. That's what it's like for me being on the internet every day is like, is being on that subway and, and being that doctor. But instead of on a subway, it's in a subway. It's a subway sandwich shop. Oh, you ever seen someone pass out in a subway sandwich shop? No. Yeah. It's, uh. Yeah, a lot of people there eat fresh, but if you pass out on the subway, you're eating floor. You know, that's that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, is that is that bacon, it, is that it for the dating corner? Are we are we good? We can ask. I can ask you another one if you want. No, 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 no. Let's let's move on. All right, bacon turkey Bravo. Then good that's job. at Panera, dude. Oh dang it! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I 
I enjoy this podcast. I've been having a lot of fun. We should we do a holiday special? <laughs> we should. And it's just it's like there's snow in the background and we're wearing ugly Christmas sweaters, but it's a but it's audio the same podcast, podcast so no normal. one can no one can tell. What what should we do? Because next week, so this will come out on Sunday, which is Peter's baptism. But the following Christmas is on a Sunday this year. It is. So we could record and ha- we would have it's a Christmas episode, our next episode. It would be a Christmas episode. What do you know what? when the do you know the last time Christmas was on a Sunday, Ethan? I don't know, man. 2016, it was our first Christmas. Wow. Last first Christmas, we didn't record a podcast, but the six years later, we decided to do a podcast. This year, started off here. What could we do? What would be a fun holiday treat for all of our listeners? We could do like a... Um, I don't know, man. We got to figure it out because we got to record. I'm leaving on Wednesday next when year. When do you next leave? Week, so I'd like to. Wednesday, what time? Wednesday, what time? I'm leaving Wednesday at. We have to be at the airport at like 11 p.m. A.m. No, so we have to ch- completely change everything about our podcasting next week. Mm-hmm. We got to record on like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I mean, I am uh, taking my recording stuff to Texas with me. So yeah, but I don't want you to have to record in Texas because the Wi-Fi there is so bad. <laughs> So much better in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm going to have to record there eventually because... Oh. Dude, are we going to record at Seek, like, in person? That's why we're going. No, 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 no. Not, like, because th- that episode won't be a Crunch episode. That'll be a Seek episode. I feel like we got to upload... We've been up- able to upload it in the past on our oh. feed. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Do you, you remember that? Has it been so long that you've forgotten the... Yes, it's been two years. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've Seeked so long. And we I've, can... I don't think I think our our efforts would be best served in other areas of mission development. I agree. I think I think that we should definitely explore more options and synergize um, the quarterly reports. We should try we... to vibe, if at all possible. <laughs> Just completely abandoning the business joke. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I jump ship on that real quick. Really? Like, like, I think we should. Uh, I think we should. We should uh, vibe a little. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Shark, so thinking, shark, shark Tank in fifty years is going to be like, ah, the vibes are off. It's the it's the hair for me. I'm not I'm not vibing. Is there a? Uh, I don't want to do a commentary track because that feels too. Um, is there? Is there you don't want to do like a Charlie Brown Christmas commentary track? <laughs> no, not for the main app. That'd no, be no, good no, for no. Patreon. Um, can we do Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> can we do? Can we do like a? You know what might be really funny. Could we do like a a little concert? What? <laughs> we could like sing songs. Um So here's could, here's what we do. Each of us come out, Let's reach just come prepared. Okay. Here's my idea. Each of us come prepared with two parodies of holiday songs. We perform <laughs> them one after the other. Uh-huh. And then we have our wives uh both partially and impartially judging our performances. Okay. And then after we're done singing, we drink a lot <laughs> and record the rest of the episode. That sounds good. We could we could do what we could do a we could do a podcast drinking game. We could do a podcast drinking game. Yeah. How would that look? What would that be like? I don't know. We should probably do that in person. It's more fun in person. We should do a drinking game in person. It's never fun should, to like end a podcast. We should drink together buzz. at Seek. We should. Yeah, oh, true. dude, what if we drank at Seek? No way. I Crazy. was thinking about going to Seek and then drinking. What do dude, you think? hold on. I never. <laughs> It's always funny because the first time I, I the first time I met you, no, 
No, no, no. Every time we would we would meet at Seek, you would always be busy because you were a missionary. So I, we would we would meet at like mm-hmm. a bar, and so yes. my my uh, I associate you with bars at Seek, meeting you in person. It's never that's, gone away. That's fair. I think I'm so excited this year because I don't have those freaking students holding me back. You yeah, know I mean? no, no. You'll be like me every other Seek that we've been to. I'm so <laughs> excited because it's not like there's just so many things. Being a focused missionary, they're the most persecuted group in the church, but it was it's so hard because you're at this conference. Yeah. And first of all, your students are like in the hotel room when they should be at the talk. So you got to go to the hotel room, get them out of the hotel room and be like, why did you pay $500 to be at this conference if you're just going to hang out at the hotel room? Get your rear end down here and go visit some nuns in a booth or I'm going to send you back home. I'm going to send you packing. So there's that. Nobody is getting to the thing early with the flag to like get good seats. So you have to be the person to get there early with the flag to get good seats. So you have to like leave everything early and always be looking at your watch. So you're always stressed. There's, uh, you got to make sure people are having a good time. So you're having one-on-one conversations. Like, how's it going? What's your experience been like? Have you been praying? What's this? Let's go. So you go to confession. Let's find, I know a good priest. I can go to confession. So you got to do, there's just so much maintenance. It's like herding cats. For six days, it it's awful. So I'm very excited to just go with like my wife, my experience with my wife and my son and my friend. My it's experience nice. of Seek for the last like since 2017 has been, I go to a talk sometimes, yeah. and then when everyone's in talks, usually I walk around Mission Way and I talk to everyone and I make friends and I make deals and then I do a podcast. <laughs> And then I drink. And then you I stay don't up. make any deals. I did make it. That's okay. where I, I met Brand Fox at Seek last year. That's how okay. we made that deal. Let's just nice. the deal fell through. Doesn't mean I didn't make deals. That's true. Okay. It just it's just so funny to imagine you like unironically shaking someone's hand, you know, and like that's a deal. That's you know, a like deal. I can't imagine you doing that. Yeah. Like Jordan Belfort on the phone, you know. <laughs> and then you, I and then I go seat. hang out with and then I go hang out and I, I drink and then I stay up way too late and then I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We're, we're not going to have anything early to be at. We can sleep in. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep because I'm going to be so amped. Yeah. Business it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Okay. Well, that's that's Dr. Ethan Dana Corner for you. That's the Seek preview. That's the holiday preview. Um, if I think of something that we're doing for the holiday special in between now and when this episode is uploaded, I'm going to edit out what we just said and put in the real thing. <laughs> Because I think we should do something really legit. You're just you really making this episode hard for you to edit. I have nothing but time. Was my joke and really that bad? What joke? My joke that I made earlier. Which one? That you said you were going to edit out. Oh, about the race? Yeah, the race joke. Oh, it wasn't yeah. a race joke. It was a joke about racism. It was mm-hmm. a race joke. It's different. Mm-hmm. That's true. Probably yeah, cut this Patrick, Patrick was joking about foreign people, and so we no, have to, I wasn't. You were. I heard Nuh-uh. it it's live on the show. Yes, no. you were. Don't it's, know. Word crime. Word crime. No, no, please. Yes, put him in jail. Please don't Mr. put him in jail, Mister Man. Please put him in put there. In I was making a joke about how old people talk about young people being weird in society when they live in a time when segregation happened. That was a try joke to do that your. I was making. Try to do your word crimes when you have that mask on your face from Silence of the Lambs. No. That's covered up so that you can't eat people. That's what you're going to wear in the crime zone where we put you. It's like chalk zone, but it's a crime zone. (laughs) Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? They call me... They call me... um, Never mind. It's not gonna make any sense. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's do not it. gonna be. It. that Teresa used to joke Say about because I I did this once and it, she was like you got limp wrists. All right. Anyway. Um. 
they call me Big Wrist Nevi because I, I take big risks. I have limp wrists. I got big fists. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.